0: Welcome to Discuss Detroit, where we have conversations with small business owners, community leaders, and Detroit residents about the city that we love. To watch video of these conversations, visit thecityinstitute.com slash Detroit or follow City Institute on YouTube. Now for today's show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Discuss Detroit. I'm Jeanette Pierce with the Detroit Experience Factory and City Institute. I'm going to be your host today, as always. And today we are joined by a longtime colleague, Bob Gregory, who is the Chief Planning and Public Spaces uh, uh, Director, uh, Officer for the Downtown Detroit Partnership, otherwise known as the DDP. Welcome, Bob.
1: Thanks, Jeanette. It's glad to be here. And It's glad to see you again, as usual. And we been together, known each other for almost over 15 years, I think.
0: Yeah, that's what we were talking about. The, you know, back to Inside Detroit days, which was the original name of the org. And that's launched in January of 2006, which I can't believe it's been 15 years. And it's been amazing to work with the park uh, and in so many different ways over that time. And I, the park is one of my, Campus Marshes Park, I should say, is one of my favorite places in the city. Uh, So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to Uh, be where you
1: are today? Mm. So in a a nutshell, I'm I'm a Detroiter through and through. Born in Detroit, raised in Detroit. Went to a high school in Detroit in Midtown at I-94 and and Woodward there, just Legion High School, which was an all-boys Catholic school with the likes of University of Detroit and Catholic Central, et cetera. And uh, went to Michigan State, got got my degrees in uh, urban economics and urban planning, and uh, found my way back to Detroit. And had been working in the greater downtown. I worked for General Motors for 20 years in their old New Center headquarters, doing urban development, but a lot of corporate work as well. And uh, and, and so that goes back to the late 1970s. And so uh, I found my way down to downtown and you know, Marches in 1999, late 99. So uh, and working downtown on campus, Marches and DVP since then. Wow.
0: Well, and, uh, you know, shout out to the All Boys Catholic School. My family uh, went mm-hmm. to Notre Dame and I went to Regina. So uh, that's a, <laughs> a, a great community and uh, definitely go green.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Go away.
0: I am I'm green by marriage with my husband being a Michigan State grad. Yeah. And, um, but I think it's amazing to, uh, I mean, was it a new program, the urban planning, you know, at Michigan State? Now everyone, I feel like has. Is all about urban planning degrees at every university, but that's got to have been a relatively. No, urban, they've,
1: had urban, they've had urban planning for quite a while. University of Michigan was well known as well. And, okay. But I'm, my undergrad was at, in James Madison College, which had urban economics at the time. Got they it. don't have it today, but it really gave me a lot of the, the background in terms of the, uh, the urban urban development and urban economics. So that's so cool. helpful my whole life. Yeah.
0: So then, how did you, so General Motors? So obviously, it's Detroit. So you know, yeah. the joke is you might be from Detroit if you were if half your family works for the auto industry. And uh, so <laughs> I that- had nothing
1: to do with cars. So I mean, I, right. I worked coming out of college. I worked for the Michigan State Housing Development Authority, my first job, and actually got involved in doing a major housing, single family home rehabilitation program in Northwest Detroit, uh, taking abandoned homes and rese- rehabbing them, reselling them. And then when General Motors was looking at Revitalizing the area around their old headquarters, new center, the residential neighborhood, they were looking for somebody who had that kind of experience, and I did, so I joined them to really lead the effort on on an 18 square block revitalization effort north of the north of West Grand Boulevard up to Virginia Park, and and I did that almost into the early 90s. So it was a lot of a lot of fun, all, all kinds of activities up there.
0: Yeah, and New Center, uh, you know CDC too, and some and the Taste Fest. That was something. Yeah, that
1: That was something I worked on. We helped invent that. New Center Park was the first public space that I was involved in creating, and we built that and expanded it two times to what it is today. And so, and all the public, all the public spaces on West Grand Boulevard, the the medians, the islands, the plazas in front of the Fisher Building, GM Building, New Center One, all of that was activity I, I worked on back in the '80s and '90s.
0: That's great. And people, you know, we take things for granted. I mean, that's like good design, right? And public yeah. space, I think if, if uh, you, you don't notice it unless it's not there, right? And then you're like, right. oh, wait, this is the amount of uh, green space, uh, you know, is, is such an important part of a city, obviously. And that has been, and I don't know if any one other person has had such an impact on our public space uh, in the city and downtown specifically mm-hmm. than you have probably in, in your long career. Uh, so, thank you already for uh, everything that you've done. Uh, so, talk to us a little bit about Campus Martius. So, w- when do you get the call? Like, what's the first idea? You know, where does it begin, this inkling of what will become Campus Martius?
1: Well, I got the call in, in like, I can't remember, on November, December of 1999. And I was doing some consulting in Midtown actually at the time. I left GM. And they said, we have. Uh, and yet, the picture you got to remember, downtown Detroit in the 1990s was to- almost totally empty. All buildings were all empty out, millions of square feet. Over 60-some buildings were completely empty north of Michigan Ave, north of Fort Street. And there was a plan for Campus Marches that was developed in 1997 by the Greater Downtown Partnership. And it had a, a pop, the, a green dot on a map in the middle of Woodward Avenue and said, let's put a new park there and let's surround the new park with these 15-story buildings on the old Hudson site, the old Crowley's department store site, the old Kern Block site, the one the Kennedy uh, Square, let's redevelop that space there and make this be the, the center of a revitalized downtown. And then all the other buildings, you know, let's convert them to residentials. That was the plan in 1997. And it sat kind of around for a couple of years in 1999. And then when Detroit was getting ready for their 300th birthday celebration in 2001, they formed the Detroit 300 Inc and that's a Ford the second was the chairman of that and and playing a big party on the river, right? With Stevie Wonder and everything else. Yeah, was I was there. Good. It was
0: so fun. Yeah. yeah,
1: but they wanted to leave a legacy gift to the city of something of a, of a major way. And so we, I got brought on as a consultant to actually help them figure out what should that gift be. And we scoured all the list of 25 projects from, from the riverfront to Eastern Market to Campus Marshes to you name it. And we picked Campus Marshes as a team that we could take this project on and, and see if we can create a great public space. And the Mayor Archer at the time then bought into that and him and Etzel, you know, came together and said, let's do this. And Dennis Archer said, let's create the best public space in the world. And that's what we set about doing. Wow.
0: Yeah, I mean, the 2000, uh, 2001 with that 300th birthday was a, a catalyst for- yeah for a few different things, right? Um, Right. We talked with the riverfront before, I mean, and you guys didn't choose it in that group, but it obviously, I think uh, all the different people, it really brought so many people to the table that made these projects possible, right? I mean, that had the for-profit, the nonprofit, the city, all on the same page. Uh, I think, uh, you know, because things had been talked about, like you said, whether it's the riverfront for 20 years or a center park like this for a handful of years, but uh, bring, the fact that everyone was at the table was, was the time to get it done.
1: No, that's a good good point, Jeanette, because it really, at that time, uh, it took a consensus of everybody to come around to a vision. And so we had Dennis Archer set up a task force of almost 30 people, civic leaders, business, government, some residents. And we made the task force working with myself and at that time, Gloria Robinson from the city mayor's office. You know, We created a vision for Campus marches Park. We created the program, the design, and the consensus of that group representing the city really bought into all of it. And that once we got that, the vision created to make it a great public space that would help transform downtown Detroit, both economically and socially, you know, then, then we were able to raise the money, get the design done and then actually build it. And, you know, here we are 16 years later, 17 years later, and it's almost like it's still brand new. It still is doing what it's supposed to do. You know, right.
0: and it's continuing. Being there to,
1: every day for Detroiters.
0: Yeah, grow and change and add pieces too, as well. Um, so, yeah. then next step. Uh, so, let's that's right. really quick. Well, I'm going to show folks what it looked like um, back then. So, that one of the things, you know, we talk about Campus marches a <laughs> lot on our tours. It's obviously where the point of origin is for the entire city of Detroit, where Eight Mile Road right. is eight miles from. Uh, I mean, it, it is this amazing public space. You know, I studied abroad in Spain in college and uh you know fell in love with the public square right and sitting and reading a book in a Mm -hmm. park and by a fountain and i said i want spain but i want it in detroit and people laughed at me but i moved downtown (laughs) in 2003 and then you guys were nice enough to build me a park like right then you know and that opened just everything you
1: wanted
0: yeah right so i do remember that first uh, that summer of 03 though uh so before campus marshes is, is fully completed, uh, I would, I did go and take a blanket and sit in Grand Circus Park and read (laughs) a book um, and try to get some, a little bit of sun. And uh, it was an interesting experience, uh, you know, for sure at that time. Uh, So let's show folks, and this is one of the cool things about, uh, you know, doing things virtually here is that we can both, so, you know, Campus Martius, right? It's right here in the center of town for those that are not familiar. Uh, And the center of the city, the spokes of the wheel all come out from it. Um, And uh, but uh, and you've seen the probably the pretty pictures folks have. You know, there's the beautiful ice skating rink in the winter, which uh, I always love the fact you shared with me that it's actually bigger than Rockefeller Center's ice skating rink, even though it's not. It seems not huge, but it's uh, bigger than the New York only the tree lighting. And so that was actually one of the first, uh, the, the first major event, right, in '04, was that the first tree lighting,
1: Bob? Yeah, we opened, we op- obviously, we've been lighting Christmas trees in Detroit for over 100 years, but this was the first one, we opened the park in November of 2004, and we opened it with the tree lighting event uh, for the city, and so a 60-foot tree on a beautiful fountain, which I think is unique in the world, Having your Christmas tree, a big, gigantic Christmas tree on 60 the top of it. feet tall, running, normally. Yeah. Yeah, running on a, on a fountain in the middle of winter. So it's uh, that was the whole setting we originally created. And again, with the help of DT in the very beginning, since they were the sponsor of that tree ever since we opened the park, which is great.
0: Well, I like to say that we don't, you know, stop having fun when it gets cold. We just bundle up a little, you know, and whether that's right. ice skating or the tree lighting, which has become one of the biggest events of the year. Right. Uh, but certainly, the beautiful green space as well, uh, but uh, and I'm guessing most folks who are watching have been to Campus Martius, and, and if you haven't been lately, you definitely got to check it out. But this is the photo that uh, I I think is so important to show people. So this is what you're talking about in 1999, hmm. when they said not only you know let's put a or you guys said let's put a public space here, but you have to reroute five streets. Right. This wasn't just um, right. You know. So interestingly enough, like, did you think about because I don't remember this. You know, well, this is where one campus martius is today, and where Compuware right. uh, was called the Compuware building, but was this t- wasn't very activated as a space, obviously. No. But was there some no, thought about putting the the park here?
1: No, because the original plan again, I I was not the, when they created the original cartoon yeah. sketch of a plan back in nineteen ninety seven. They saw that as a major development site. As, right. You know, that was the old Kearns, uh, Kearns uh, development, Kearns department store, as well as part of the Crowley's department
0: store. Right, and then the Hudson, of the course, and, Hudson's, and
1: just Hudson's gotten right there. up the year before so, this picture. Right, right. So that's that was meant to be a development site, and we approached a little bit into that site with the park. Uh, but again, th- again, this is 1999, uh, the America Park opened that year, I think, uh, and that yeah. was all of was uh, downtown. Everything else. In this picture, is empty right. for the most part. Building lines.
0: Comerica Park, which you can see in the distance. Uh, their first game was spring of two thousand.
1: Two thousand. Okay, we're just yeah. Right so up.
0: they weren't yeah. even up and running yeah. yet. Yeah. I mean, you have, um, you know, again, most the David Whitney, the the uh, oh, that's the the Metropolitan, which actually just got redone. Yeah. Um, or the Wurlitzer right. Metropolitan. the thousand and
1: one building right there on the corner. It was completely empty, not a soul in that building. We actually had our project office in the building. We yeah. were the only tenants in that building back in 2000, 2003 uh, wow. there. So it was a downtown, this picture is perfect because it was basically empty, yeah. south of 4th Street. Well, and I worked- living, working, hardly at all.
0: I worked, uh, I had my first internship at United Way in the summer of 2000. Yeah, it was up in
1: Capitol Park, yeah.
0: Yeah, in Capitol Park in the summer of 2000 and I do, you know, I felt like the big city girl, like working in the city and I would, <laughs> and this, you know, Kennedy Square, you know, where obviously one Kennedy Square is today uh, and was so named because, um, you know, uh, President JFK. Kennedy spoke, JFK spoke here. And it, I always think it's interesting because they used to actually, most presidential candidates would kick off, um, would be here for Labor Day, for the Labor par- Labor mm. Day Parade. Right. Um, and, uh, and so this was like a little amphitheater, I call it, you know, I mean, it was a public space, but again, very underutilized and, and very in that 70s, you know, 60s,
1: 70s. Bad design.
0: All concrete, you know, yeah. and I think I might have like sat and, you know, watched some music here at lunch one day, um, but uh, right. But yeah, this is. It was is, a
1: horrible, horrible design back in the 60s. That's where our former city hall pretty good. Right. Right originally yeah. and it was torn down in the early 50s
0: so, and this and then yeah. you had um well so that, that all got demolished and not pedestrian friendly let's put it that way right and this is what it looked like speaking of uh historically not friendly for anybody yeah so yeah. this was uh this is where one campus martius uh is today this is the merrill palmer yeah. fountain which um still exists but it's in palmer park now right
1: right correct Okay. Uh, and
0: then obviously everything in this building is no longer, or in this picture is no longer there except the soldiers and sailors monument, which you know, is here in 1999 and also here in 2011. And this picture is actually of my wedding. So I love campus <laughs> marshes so much. Uh, I got married here, which is almost 10 years, Bob. It'll be 10 years in September. Wow. Yeah.
1: doesn't feel that long, Jeanette, honestly.
0: I, I know you're telling me uh, and uh, three <laughs> kids. Well, but I had the three kids all at once. I have two year old triplets. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but we'll have to talk because I actually think I want to do a 10 year, you know, pay to get some bands back on stage and do a 10 year yeah. thing that uh, could be really great because we did it as a public festival. And it was awesome. And
1: well, we, we talk about we talk about the impact of campus.
0: Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. We had um, the you can see us here uh, right by the Soldiers and Sailors Monument. Um, I'm just talking a little bit about my wedding while while uh it was while we lost you for a second there, but um, so yeah, while you saying the impact of Campus Martius, right? Anyway, so we had. Um, hundreds of people, we invited the entire city uh, and got married right uh, by the fountain. And you can see the Soldiers and Sailors Monument, which again has been there since 1872, is absolutely amazing. Uh, And um, it it is just this amazing public square. Uh, So let's look at, uh, let's actually go to the map really quick. Um, And Bob? Bob is just uh, having a little technical difficulty, so we'll get back to him in just one second. But there is apps tons to show um, of Campus Martius here. Uh, so if you've ever wondered where 8 Mile Road is eight miles from, the answer is smack dab in the middle of Campus Martius. And this is the point of origin for the entire city of Detroit. Uh, and so the really quick Detroit history, right? 1701, French God by the name of Cadillac arrives here, though indigenous people had been here for thousands of years in Michigan, 10,000 years uh, is the estimate. Uh, and uh, and then the Europeans didn't come until 1701. And then the British over in 1760 and the Americans in 1796. And then uh, a guy named Augustus Woodward puts this circle in the ground, well, he puts the stake in the ground after the great fire of 1805 uh, and We all, um, and then everything is measured out from there. Uh, So since 1806 is what is actually marked on this point of origin. Uh, And they put this beautiful marker uh, in the park when it opened in 2004, uh, because they didn't know exactly uh, where it was gonna be or exactly where that point of origin was, uh, somewhere in that vicinity, because you saw the picture where it had all of the just concrete everywhere. Uh, so, it is um, an amazing part of Campus Martius is this uh, point of origin. So, where is eight miles, eight, eight mile road, eight miles from? The answer is uh, smack dab in the middle of Campus Martius. And eight miles due north is actually at Eight Mile and Dequinder where all uh, all three counties come together. So, uh, the but so the impact of Campus Martius has been huge since the very beginning, and it continues to be. Right, Bob.
1: It certainly does. Sorry for the little pause in my internet connection here. but Okay, uh,
0: <laughs> I can always talk about Campus Martius.
1: can Thank God you can. Uh, but as I was saying, I mean, we get over 3 million people a year that visit Campus Martius, and it just has impacted so many people's lives that have come and visit it every day to the events, the programs, the engagements, the weddings, graduations, and and, and again, it really you know, a day doesn't go by on any major television station in Detroit that you don't see a live shot of campus marches. So, you know, again, I like to say, you know, we're a metropolitan area of almost 5 million people. And whether you can been to campus marshes or can't get to it I haven't been to it in a while, just the fact that you know it's there, you know, as a Detroiter, that you know the beautiful public space that anchors our downtown that makes you feel good. So it's really an image builder for the city internationally that people know about campus marshes. Price. absolutely
0: well and it's won yeah. so many awards what yeah. uh you know tell me about some of the awards it's won
1: well the ones you know we've won all kinds of them we just recently uh would one of the top 10 spaces but the usa today reader's choice spaces public squares as well numerous public square awards you know we won the urban land institute which is the most prestigious you know development group in, the, in the internationally we won their first ever best public space in the country award so in in 2010 and interesting, I like to tell that story is because that was in 2010. That was before Dan Gilbert and his whole group came to downtown. So ever since they've come down, it, you know, development's been on steroids, obviously. It's even got so much better. But we won that a lot of best of awards back before uh, the Quick, Quick and Loans family companies came downtown, which is a significant kind of, a, of an award.
0: Yeah, well, and one a part of that was that it was one of the most transformative spaces. I think that right. that's also like, there's a lot of investment in public spaces now and you can take a cool uh, a park or a green space and then put a lot of energy into it. But as we saw in that before picture, this was you know a literal and figurative figuratively game, figurative game changer. So how right. did so and I mean, we don't want I know we could go on forever, but I want a little bit on how it came to fruition. So 1999, you come in, you got the decisions made, um, and then poof it just happened with like you know it was super easy, right?
1: No, not really. I mean, we had to, and again, people ask me this question. I mean, did did people think you could do it for people? Was it easy to get done? And getting the consensus, I think, was easier than I thought, but coming up with the right ideas and the vision, going back to 2000, you know, in the United States, there weren't many spaces like this around that you could use as examples. There was Rockefeller Center, there was Bryant Park in in New York, a couple other ones. Millennium Park in Chicago was just starting to get built or planned design as well. So we had to look to Europe, we had to look at all these different places for the great public squares, I think you mentioned earlier. And so it was really, the toughest part was coming up with the right vision that we could actually have a space that you could do all the things that it does, right, year round, 365, winter, summer, have the fountains, have the restaurants, cafes, the green lawns, the skating rink, you know, and so we picked, we almost kind of picked the best pieces of the public squares and parks across the world brought them to, to Detroit in a design sense, but made it made the place of authentically Detroit. And, and it was hard in the very beginning to take that vision, put it into renderings, put it into a, a booklet, and then go around and convince people they ought to invest a million dollars, two million dollars, it's all privately raised money. And I really got to give credit to Edsel Ford. He was my boss for 10 years as a chairman of this group. Peter Carmanos, and Denise Starr at the time at Compuware and Mayor Archer. I mean, they they helped us raise the money. We we had to convince everybody to invest dollars into it. Actually, would make a difference. People said, "Well, just build a green space and call it a day." Right. And
0: that that there were a lot of, I mean, naysayers. I mean, I just you know, like what a park in the middle of downtown Detroit. Like again, if you look at that previous picture, there were where there's no pedestrians. Right. this is a great example. If you build it, they will come, right? Because exactly. was there no pedestrians because, you know, the people didn't want to walk anywhere or was there nothing to walk to? There was no draw and space, right? So,
1: right. Totally. I said, you know, a lot of downtown was empty, but the people that were downtown, some of the bankers and some of the lawyers and folks, you know, once we built the park and opened up, guess what? They came out, like you said, they yeah. came out to the space, you know, we've had the music They had you could bring their lunch there and all of a sudden the people who build it, they will come. Well, and it helps
0: all the small businesses as well. I mean, because, I mean, this is why we started doing our tours, right? Even back then is people worked downtown and I use quotation marks. It's not that they didn't work downtown, but you drove in, you parked, you went to your building, you ate at the subway in your building and then you went home. And so you never, very few people really experienced Downtown, and again, there wasn't tons to experience. But even once there started to be, it was get changing the mentality for people, getting them to see the walkability right. and and learn about the assets. Because there were like what 70,000 people working downtown still. Like, I mean, even yeah, at that well, low point,
1: yeah, the low point was probably in the mid fifties, like fifty five thousand people yeah. from the high point of one hundred and fifty thousand people. Right. And so we, you know, in twenty when we opened the park, there was fifty five maybe 60,000 people working downtown and so today there's some closer to 90,000 people right. working downtown the visitor ships with all the stadiums all being downtown all the restaurants all the bars all the entertainment all of that is it's totally changed
0: and the mindset right again yeah. like i think you and i you know we've that's what we were we get out of your office come see the park right. get, you know, look you can walk look there are right. these great small businesses and you know social media i think has been probably one of the best things for a lot of for a lot of what we have in downtown, right? Because before you, the small business or even the park, now people post those awesome photos in the beach, right. you know, and uh, and it and it isn't just actual word of mouth; it it actually you know spreads out far and wide. And I think that's been a big boost, which you know happened to coincide too when when uh, Dan Gilbert and and folks started coming down, we started to get an uptick in social media and things like that so
1: totally it, it really drives it drives people to come downtown today come to the city of Detroit for sure it's a big well, player
0: and one thing I just want to make sure everyone knows that the the diversity of programming that that you guys have at campus marshes park and the other downtown parks but we're obviously yeah. focusing on campus marshes today but you know some people might come for the ice skating rink but not realize that there's movies in the park that there's um you know Oktoberfest that you have Cadillac Square adjacent there as well and have the food truck rallies and the uh, Christmas shops and I mean there is. um, Urban
1: urban beach.
0: Yeah, the beach, you know, I mean, I like to say the kids, it's great for kids playing during the day and grownups playing at night. Um, Exactly. You
1: know, it's it's great. Yeah, the diversity of programming we do, to your point, in Campus Marshes, Cadillac Square and the other four spaces we have, Beacon Park, Capitol Park, Grand Circus and now the Esplanade. It is, it, we're probably the most diverse programming group in the country in terms of public spaces. There's something for everybody, and almost all of it is free as well too, and it's all year round. Yeah, free, and that's where
0: you know Detroiters. It, it's and it's the city's main gathering place, mm-hmm. and it is right. it has something for everybody: uh, basketball and Zumba, and right. uh, you know, and beer. I mean, it it really it really is awesome.
1: It's, and the thing I like about Jeanette so much is not just a place. If you happen to work downtown or live downtown, it's for everybody and everybody comes. People come from the neighborhoods of the city of Detroit, they come from the suburbs, they come from Japan, they come from everywhere. You'll see so many, you'll see folks coming from Dearborn, you'll see Muslims and Arabs coming from, oh, it doesn't matter. Everybody's mixing together in a very positive way.
0: And that's really the, the one of the biggest impacts of public spaces in yeah. general, and that's why it's amazing. We'll have to have you back on to talk about the other parks because that <laughs> they uh, each of them have such great stories and, like you said, great, great programming. Uh, but Campus Marshes is certainly the that one of the city's greatest jewels. Uh, so what uh, what can people do? What what's your call to action? What do you want them? They're all psyched uh, about hearing from from you, uh, and what do you want them to do?
1: Well, two things I want them to do. I want them to. I want them if they haven't been to downtown in a while, even with the pandemic all going on, you know, come downtown. We're all we're open. It's coming into spring. The flowers will be beautiful. The programming will start. Go to downtowndetroitparks.com, uh, and you can go to our Facebook and Instagram pages as well. But downtowndetroitparks.com, everything is there in terms of events, and we actually, you know, we've got some some funding opportunities for you as well to help support the parks. We are 100% privately funded in terms of what we do. Rely on funds from our corporate sponsors and donations, and so so if you're interested in helping support uh, downtown Detroit parks, there's an opportunity. You can go on that website as well and find the button to, to do that as well. So
0: awesome! And I will add to you know share your photos. You know, right. bring a friend. Right? If you right. love it, you don't assume that everyone knows or everyone's been. Uh, so. The domino effect of, of actually share, spreading the word uh, about these great assets that we have in Detroit uh, is is really powerful. So, I will. And particularly, that out there
1: partic- too. particularly coming out of the pandemic, I think we all want to get back to some sense of normalcy. We want our downtown to come back like it was before people living, working, playing downtown. And so, this, these public spaces are even more important today in Detroit and across the world because they are open air. They're fr- they're places you can go and gather still and and we've done we didn't stop any programming last year in 2020 and we're going to keep, continue to do it this year in a very safe way but we want people to come back to our cities they will Absolutely. come
0: back well and the pandemic showed you know one of the things that it did show was the absolute importance and imperative of public mm-hmm. spaces uh, and, uh, and we are so lucky in Detroit to have, have so many great public spaces around the uh, downtown and around the city. So
1: Absolutely. thanks
0: so much, Bob. Uh, we will definitely yeah. chat again. Again, there's so much to, so much to talk about, uh, but I appreciate your time and I appreciate everything you've done uh, for the city and, uh, and especially for creating my very favorite uh, park in
1: Detroit. Thank you so much, Jeanette. And I'm happy to come back too as well. Thank you. All right. We'll talk soon.